How's it going today, guys? We're back here live in the studio for the episode of Hot Takes with TP3. Today, Thursday, September 8, 2022. Ben, it is Thursday. Y'all know what that means. Me and Ben back here for Pits Picks Pod. Ben, you ready to get this thing going, man? Yeah, not just any old Thursday either. The NFL season is back. Let's go, Ben. Yep, already locked in a teaser that I'm going to cash in fully on on Sunday. But also on top of that, already locked in straight bet as well for tonight. I did take the Rams plus two and a half. None of y'all probably listen to that for this to even matter. <laughs> but so most of y'all probably going to listen to this podcast tomorrow. But anyway, Ben, I figured we'd start things off on the college football slate. We're doing the same thing we did last week, guys, with our best five. Before we get things going, though, Ben, um, you want to give us a little recap of how we did last week? Yeah, let me pull it up. So this is just podcast picks. Obviously, Thomas tweets out uh, like a maniac his, <laughs> his entire card, and I just put it on, on action. I don't consider myself a handicapper like Thomas does, so uh, you don't, you know, if you want to follow along, you can find it. On the podcast, um, I went three and two uh, in college football. There was obviously no NFL. I went three and two in college. Listen, I'll take a winning week whenever I can get it. And Thomas, you actually also went three and two. Um, FSU came through for for you and uh, came through for me. Ben Ben doubted me on that FSU pick, man, but we did get there ultimately and cash in. Um, I do want to say here's one big F you to Appalachian State for not covering that one, man. That absolutely burnt a hole in my soul on them in that game. Tough way to go down, but, you know, got the best number and still lost. So it's just the way it goes sometimes, guys, in sports betting. Um, ben, do you want to go Illinois. over any of your, any of your, no, any of your no, notes? Yeah, Illinois, man. Whew. Illinois yeah, is probably I'll, one of the worst ones ever. I was texting Ben the entire time, told him we were dead in the water that whole game. But, Ben, you want to go over some of the notes you sent me over before we start things off? Yeah, this is just quick stuff that I jotted down that uh, I'm going to try to keep up with in, every week in terms of keeping things going in college football. Um, as, as we both know, a lot of parody in college football. Things change drastically week for week. So here's just a couple things that I wrote down. Feel free to agree or disagree with them. Uh, UNC and Oklahoma State have no defense. So I'm going to be looking to play some of their overs throughout this year unless they just get miraculously better. From what I saw from them, it doesn't even look like they have Division One football players who know what they're doing. Um, on the other side of that, UNC can score a lot of points. Yep. Uh, which is huge. Drake May looks unbelievable for them. Purdue. Oh, my God, Purdue. Let me take a deep breath. They just have no run game. Like, I, okay, so I understand it. Like, you can be a college program that – your quarterback is really good in the in your eyes. He's a veteran. I think he's a sixth-year O'Connell. I get that, but when you're up late in the fourth quarter, you just have to run the football every once in a while. So them not running the football, them not con- uh, getting first downs at the end, kind of was one of the reasons why they didn't win that game. Hundred percent, um, they didn't. Yeah, I think I think their coach, looking back on that, is going to be uh, hitting himself, you know, slapping himself with the knee, kind of pissed off about himself. Illinois, we already mentioned it, absolutely screwed in the Illinois money line. That's gambling. It happens. Florida, great start for Billy Napier era at Florida. Um, I was very impressed with them. Listen, Utah, like, I'm still very impressed with them. I would say a team on the two-yard line is probably scoring 98% of the time. Mm -hmm. A team like Utah with veteran quarterback. So, just tough break for Utah there, but a great, great win for Florida. Florida State, they're a good football team, but they're 2-0. So I put bad football team, question mark, but great win. It's a great program win. I tweeted this. Uh, I believe you liked it. I, I know you agree with me. 
Um, they're better than they were last year. It's very clear on that. It's a statement win for the program. Absolutely. And, uh, it could be a momentum. It could be a program changer if you keep it going. So big, big win for Mike Norvell and him going forward. Uh, I'll go quickly on these last two. I would say at first, and I think you tweeted this, um, I would thought that I need to be in a mental mental institution by putting Clemson in my Final Four once again with that offense that we saw. I think what people aren't talking about enough is that some of the throws that DJ made were really, really nice balls that just weren't caught. That's something that with timing and repetition with his wide receivers, I think that they can get a little bit better than that. I do think it was obvious that DJ got better from last year just in one game. I, I really do. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, I, I, I want to push back on that one a little bit. He there's a look, butt to it. He didn't look good till they kicked both Tech's safeties out of the game. I mean, once those guys got kicked out of the yes. game, then he started dicing them up a little bit. I I still don't think DJ is going to finish the season. I think, though, it's going to be like the sh- I think oh, it's going to be like Kelly Bryant and, tr- and T Law kind of replacement thing. I, I agree. That was my butt. I was going to say, but Georgia Tech had to go through a couple injuries for. DJ and Clemson to start moving the ball. The impressive part was Cade Klubnik playing with a bunch of backup receivers. I'm not really sure who Tech in it at the time. I don't know if it was mm-hmm. uh, their starter still or, or not. But Cade Klubnik drove right down the field, looked very comfortable, rolling outside of the pocket, making some really nice throws. And Ohio State, Ohio State, everyone keeps saying, well, they didn't look that good, but they think their offense will get back on track. Here's what people need to be mentioning. In the second half against Notre Dame, Ohio State defense – only allowed 72 total yards and zero points in the second half of a football game when at halftime it was very much anyone's game. Notre Dame very well could have won that game the way that the Buckeyes looked in the first half. Their defense won in that game, and that's not talked about a lot enough. Yeah, I completely agree with Ben on all those points. I thought they were all very solid points that Ben made. Um you know, guys, usually we kind of do a recap podcast of what we watched this week, so we probably would have gone in-depth on those if we had time to. Unfortunately, though, we had to finish up our uh, NFL season previews and whatnot, so we didn't have time to do that. But that's your quick college football recap. I think Ben hit the nail on the absolute head. Um, let's get into it, though, here, Ben. Let's start things out in college football. Um, we'll say Friday night I do have a play on UCF minus five and a half. I'm not going to go in-depth on that one. Is That's not going to be one of my five. My first bet here on my five, I'm going to start things out on the Saturday slate, 12 p.m. downtown Atlanta. I don't even know what Georgia State calls their stadium now. They're taking on a team that we talked about that has no defense, the North Carolina Tar Heels. Look, guys, I want to put in perspective for you guys how bad this North Carolina defense is. By the way, the total on this game is 64 and a half. The, uh, the spread on this game is North Carolina is a seven and a half point road favorite. Look, North Carolina's defense currently ranks in the bottom 20 of all of college football right now. They gave up 492 yards. They played App State and FAMU. FAMU gained over 300 yards against them in week zero, and FAMU had 155 yards and lost 59 to three to Jackson State. That is how bad this North Carolina defense is. Look, Georgia State, I have a – so I know multiple South Carolina people. They said Georgia State had them on the ropes until the second half. They picked off Spencer Rattler twice. Drake May might look good and all. Seven and a half is entirely too many points. I think the spread on this game should be three. Georgia State is a damn good team. They played well in the Sun Belt last year. They have most of their team back. Seven and a half is a disrespectful line for Georgia State. I Not only do I think they're live to win this game as an outright, but I think seven and a half is far too many. Give me the points. The last point I'm going to make here is remember back on the last podcast when I talked about North Carolina going for back-to-back victory and how bad they had been going for road wins all of that still applies here fade north carolina till till my run out of money i'll do it again this week georgia state plus seven and a half 
Who was the worst offense of week one of college football? Let me see here. Let me just switch. No, it just from... in your opinion. In your oh, who opinion. was the worst offense I watched all week? Yeah. I'll give you a hint. It's a big. I'll give you a hint. It's a Big Ten team. Um, Big Ten team with the worst offense. Um, Iowa. Iowa. Thank you. I can't believe it took you that long. Yeah, that was pretty bad. Iowa. Dominated this rivalry. I believe they won six in a row. I know they're really good at home. It may only be three and a half points. Iowa is just not better than anyone at this point. They're just not. Not with that offense. Now, I realize that that offense probably is not going to get seven points in two safeties getting to seven points again. I actually think it's a good spot for Iowa State. I'm taking Iowa State plus three and a half in this rivalry. I don't. Do you know what this is called? The Cyhawk. That's what the rivalry is called. I kind of like that. I, I, yeah, I don't know if that's um, what they call it, but that's what they call the trophy they give the winner, the Cyhawk trophy. I like it. Listen, I think it's obvious that Iowa State probably missed their best chance last year when they had Brock Purdy, who is a program-changing quarterback and, a, and multiple program-changing running backs with Montgomery a couple years ago and uh, Brees Hall last year. I think that's. I think this is the year that you just don't expect Iowa State to do it. So. I don't think Iowa is better than anyone. I really don't. I know their defense is incredible. I'm going to trust Matt Campbell. He's a great underdog type of coach. They've lost six in a row in this rivalry. Plus three and a half Iowa State. Not my favorite play of the weekend, but out of the wide of one through five that I'll give, it's probably number five on my list. But it's certainly something that I can see happening because I don't know if Iowa can do anything on anyone. Yeah, this is one I don't have any appetite to bet. I feel like Iowa's offense has got to bounce back, like you said. But at the same time, I mean, I don't, what's I don't know. Their, what's their ceiling? Yeah. And what was like I said, I told you guys, so I was listening to Danny Cannell on a podcast. Danny Cannell said, I would love just to have a front row seat to go to one Iowa practice and see what this offense practices. There's no way. Kurt Ferentz's son is the uh, – the other joke he made too is Kurt Ferentz's son's the offensive coordinator, and he goes, do they have another son around there that they can make like an offensive assistant or something? Because at this point, they're just taking all of, all of Iowa's money at this point. Um, let's keep things rolling here. Ben, give us your second pick in college football. I'm going to go um, – on the schedule just real quick. This will take me 15 seconds. I'm going to take Army, uh, and the lines actually okay. moved from when I've taken it. Um, so I probably, I guess I should have waited on this. Army is playing, I got it at plus two and a half. Uh, Army's playing UTSA at home. I was on UTSA last week when I took their over. They played Houston. Uh, they, what a thrilling game for me to, if you had the over in that game with me, ooh, we got lucky. But um, Houston last week, Houston was a good team. They play Army this week. It's totally uh, on the East Coast. They're, they got to travel all the way to the East Coast from San Antonio. And they play Texas next week. I think you. I think I found a good middle spot. Um, I don't think anyone takes Army lightly necessarily because they know it's a totally different mm-hmm. type of offense. But I think on a short week, even though they probably practice in the offseason, preparing for this offense can be a little tough. Um, I believe Army has a new quarterback this year, which probably doesn't make me feel the most confident. I just think Army can win this game outright, so I took them plus two and a half. I think it's already plus three right now, so I think it moved just a little bit, but I have it at plus two and a half. Yeah, I'm still seeing two and a half. I can't lie, Ben. I am considering taking UTSA. I like how they were able to shut down the run attack last week of Houston, and their offense was able to move the ball in what's perceived to be the best defense in all of the AAC. But at the same time, man, I mean, Army can run the ball well, and they are at home here for the Golden Knights. So 
I mean, I can't. I can't it's a toss-up game, basically. Is what two and a half tells you. So I did. Go, I'm looking at it as just like a a good middle area to to get to UTSA. Now, if UTSA would have won the first week, I would have liked this more, just because they could be looking mm-hmm. ahead to Texas. But you can't be looking ahead when you're already zero and one, because zero and two going into Texas, your season yeah. could be over if you go zero and three. So. Yeah, nobody wants to start out a season going zero and three. Those are all good points there, Ben. Um, I'm going to go with another game here on the slate in college football. Um, look, I was going to go sicko mode for my next pick, but I'm not going to. I'm going to go with a game that I think will be decent to watch. 3.30 over on ESPN2. The Appalachian State Mountaineers will be taking on number six, Texas A&M. The spread on this game is currently at 19, and the over-under on this game is at 54. That's where I'm going to attack this one. I give me the over in this game. Look. They gave up almost 700 yards of offense last week to North Carolina. They gave up over 60 points last week, although one of them was a was a kick return. But still, Drake May had no problem throwing the ball over him. If there was anything we saw from last week in the SEC, I've looked at Texas A&M game had a huge weather delay. They only scored like 31 points against Sam Houston State, who was ranked in the top 10 in all of the FCS last year. That's beside the point. Everyone was making fun of Texas A&M for all the money they spent. They were saying, oh, they spent sent whatever it was, $500 million in order to get 30 points on an FCS team. I mean, everybody was absolutely clowning Texas A&M last week. I think Texas A&M is going to come out here pissed off. Plus, they have a big game on deck against Miami. I think Texas A&M is going to come out here and open it up a little bit and get the offense rolling. I mean, if North Carolina can push around App State's offensive line like that, what is Texas A&M going to do to them that's five times bigger? I think the Aggies have no problem putting 40 to 50 up in this game. I think this line should be 61 to 65, I think, is where the total should be in this game. Um, Also, on top of that, App State was getting 10 yards per pass play last week. And like I said last week, they have two of the best running back they have the two best running backs in the conference i think app state will at least get 20 points on their own i think they'll keep playing it out no matter what because kind of like you said steve's gonna start out the season zero and three man that was another reason why i liked him last week but at the same time you know they're going to want to keep trying and try to build momentum going into next week because I'm or start out the season zero and two because you know they're going to want to build momentum going into next week. I think App State will definitely keep playing as the game goes on. I think App State gets twenty. I think Texas A&M gets at least it gets at least forty points. I think we have no problem going over this one. I don't think we sweat this one one bit. Yeah, and uh, the good thing for overs is uh, Chase Bryce and App State never gave up in that game. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, they were an easy two-point con- two point conversion throw away from winning that game. Um, it's kind of funny. My third pick, I have the same pick, over 54. For I don't need to add to anything you said. But it's both amazing offenses. I don't want to fall in love with the fact that, like, this team can just put up a lot of points because they may not do it every single week. Uh, A&M definitely has a better defense than UNC, but I think both teams can score uh, a whole lot. I think App State, you said A&M plays pissed off. I think App State plays pissed off. Yeah. Um, and I think they're ready for an opportunity that's very tough to play in Kyle Field. So since we had the same pick, I'm just going to move on to, to my next pick. Um, my fourth pick is I'm taking another over. Um, my or my I'm, uh, This is pending. Is, is Charlie Brewer playing for Liberty? Or is he hurt? No, it's their third string quarterback, actually. And he played – he was recruited to a big program. I want to say it was like Auburn or something like that. He was a recruit from there, the guy who's going to play QB. So I had – the over 50. I think it's a low number for, for schools like this. I didn't realize until after I placed the bet that Charlie Brewer won't be playing. Charlie Brewer sucks, though. He was not great in game one. I'm st- I am mean, I'm taking it because I already placed the bet. I took over 50. UAB is a program that can score a lot of points. I just trust Hugh Freeze. I think he can tr- – offensively, I trust Hugh Freeze. 
Uh, I thought the number was pretty low, to be honest with you. And, and UAB's um, spread went up, so I guess that's when Charlie Brewer was announced he wasn't playing. So I think we could see a lot of points in this game, even with even with the inexperienced quarterback. Um, Apparently, UAB, though, he looked good UAB, last week. So. UAB is a, is a really good football team. Yeah, no, apparently he looks good, though. So, you know, I, I, I like that pick, too. I endorse that pick as well. I probably won't take it, but endorse it. Vin, any other games I, you want to talk my, about in, on the – or any other college bets you want to give us before we go to NFL? I was thinking about doing the Hawaii under team total. I don't know what the number is. It's not on my book just yet. They're playing Michigan. Michigan, their defense looked really good last week. Uh, did they pitch a shutout? Michigan? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know if they pitched a shutout or not last Let's week. But... I'm going to check real quick. Michigan. Gotta love Michigan, man. Scheduling two cupcakes. Michigan, out the gate. yeah, fifty-one to seven, they won. Um, Hawaii's Hawaii's pretty bad, and this is in Ann Arbor, so I'm looking at taking Hawaii's team total under. Another pick I looked at, but the spreads kind of moved a little bit. I should have got it early. I Miami is playing a nobody. I think they're playing Southern Miss. Yep, I believe Frank Frank Gore Jr. I think is the running back at Southern Miss, but. Um, I think Miami could could open up the playbook a little bit, just just a little bit more, but keep a lot hidden because they play A and M week three. I think they turn it up uh, uh, once again. I, Miami's like minus twenty five. I, I still don't hate that. I just did not place it. No, nah, I like that bet too. I actually have been looking at that one as a potential bet. I've got a but bunch of other games college. I'm potentially yeah. going to play in college, um, but we'll talk about some of the bigger matchups later. Um, let's go to NFL here, though. Ben, I'll kick us off here on NFL. I got three for y'all in NFL. First one I'm going with right here, Pittsburgh Steelers out for revenge after going 0-2 last year against the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, the spread on this game is a 6.5 over under at 44.5. This game is going to be played in Cincinnati. Look, Ben, I got to tip back the Steelers here in this situation, man. This Steelers team is currently in a great spot. So this division division dogs in week one are 29 and nine against the spread. And also the loser of the Super Bowl goes four and 18 ATS in week one. Those are two massive trends in my favor, but that's not the reason why I love the Steelers that is just those trends. Look, I think this team got embarrassed last year. Mike Tomlin and the Steelers in the past had been embarrassing and beating up the Bengals every single time. I think they come out here in week one with a huge game plan. Typically in week one, you know, you see two teams that are familiar with each other and they have a lot more time to scheme against the other team. Pittsburgh's going to have a lot of tape, obviously, on Cincinnati. Cincinnati's not going to have much tape on this Pittsburgh offense. It's going to be the first time in there with Mitchell Trubisky and a lot of new faces as well, with like George Pickens and whatnot and Juju leaving. So, with all that being said here, I think Pittsburgh has a lot of advantages. Mike Tomlin's a great head coach. I think this game's going to come down to a field goal to decide who wins it. I think Pittsburgh is live to win this game straight up and kind of pull off an upset in week one here. Give me the Steelers, man, plus six and a half. My first pick is very, very easy. My explanation for it is very, very short. It's Ravens minus seven. The Ravens are the best team in the NFL at beating bad teams, and they don't just beat them. They clobber them. For all the reasons why I said in our playoff um, podcast, which is our last one, so go listen to that one with playoff predictions and everything like that, I'm high on the Ravens this year. I think Lamar Jackson is going to look at what Aaron Judge is possibly doing and say, I'm going to bet on myself and prove, and I'm going to make you go broke. I think he's going to make the Ravens go broke with how well he's going to play this season. The Jets are a bad team, especially with Joe Flacco playing quarterback. Uh, I think Lamar – is going to do what Lamar does against bad teams. Ravens minus seven. Yeah, I mean, all you needed to say, Ben, was Joe Flacco is playing quarterback for the Jets. 
<laughs> um, next game up here, I'm going with another one of my NFL max plays here. Line moved against me, actually. Panthers are back down to a pick against the Browns. The total on this game is at 42. I'm still taking the Panthers in this game. Look, it's a Baker Mayfield revenge game. Baker Mayfield feels absolutely disrespected. Y'all forget, before Baker Mayfield was injured, he broke the Browns' curse of on never of basically I – mean, it wasn't never making the playoffs, but it was a longest streak in the NFL of not making the playoffs. Baker Mayfield broke that for him and got him in there. Last season, he was hurt the entire year, and they absolutely disrespected him. If we know anything about Baker Mayfield, not only is this guy a competitor, guys, but he fights, fights fights baker's gonna come out here pissed off and fire this panthers team up matt rule needs a huge win here as well as he is on the hot seat starting out week one with a big time win is exactly what the panthers need to get it rolling since 1995 the uh, cleveland browns are 0 16 and 1 straight up that's 4.3 percent straight up in week one and to go even farther back than that one, let's go all the way back to 23 years. The Browns have one win, 21 losses, and one tie in NFL Week 1. I think the Panthers get it done here at home, guys. I mean, Jacoby Brissett is playing quarterback for the Browns. He sucks. This Panthers defense has been stockpiling first-round picks on the defensive side of the ball. I think they get after Brissett here, get this win. I don't think the Browns are necessarily going to be a dumpster fire. I just think week one, this is a max motivation spot for the Panthers to get it done. Yeah, so that was uh, before we were recording. I said I got three plays and I got three leans, and I need to be talked into leans. One of them is Panthers' money line. The only reason why I haven't pulled the trigger is all the money is on Carolina, pretty much. Like, I, I mean, I, I'm not saying that, like, like, it's the first week of the NFL. I'm not doing, like, the fade the public strategy. No one really knows anything for this season. And Jacoby Brissett is terrible on uh, on the road. And he's, like, I saw something. He's, like, 8 and 19 or something straight up on the road when he starts. He's been so bad recently. It's not that I don't trust Baker. Uh, if he's actually healthy, I trust them. I just, I don't know. Carolina is like very wishy-washy to me. The fact that like everyone is believing in them makes me a little worried. I think I'm gonna play Panthers money line, um, but it's it's on my leans right now. I have not played it yet, so I'll just move to my second pick. Listen, you and I are both very very high on this team, but in reality, the way it goes is this team plays a lot of close games. I'm taking Raiders plus three and a half. Uh, or I, I was talking about the Chargers, so I'm taking the other side. Raiders plus three and a half. Um, I'm. I think Devonte Adams start hot out of the gate. I really do. I think he. I think he looks like Devonte Adams right out of the gate. I think he's very tough to cover. Um, this Raiders team and the Chargers team played a wild. Was it week 18 last year? The extra game or something? Mm-hmm. Or week 17. They they played an insane game. I'm sure the Chargers will remember that. Yes, the Chargers defense is better, uh, adding Khalil Mack and some other guys, but they got J.C. Jackson for the Patriots, didn't they? He's on the Chargers? Yeah, he is on the Chargers. And they got him to be their primary guy. Well, he ain't playing week one. He's hurt. I think that helps Devontae Adams' case. I think that helps Derek Carr's case. It's week one. I'm hoping some wacky stuff happens. I saw the hook being on the underdog in in a game like this. I'm, I'm I'm taking the underdog Raiders plus three and a half. This isn't like... This isn't even a home game. The Ra- There's going to be more Raiders fans in the Chargers stadium than Chargers fans. That's facts. So, um, I-, I think Derek Carr can get it done. So plus three and a half on the Raiders. 
I think you're probably on the right side there, Ben. I have no appetite to bet that game. I'll definitely be watching it. That'll probably, honestly, that's probably the best matchup of all of week one in the NFL besides Thursday night football. Those are by far the two best ones. Um, next game up here on the slate, Ben, is going to be my last pet pick for my five. I'm going down to uh, Miami. Dolphins, Patriots. Patriots, three and a half point road dogs over and under in this game set at 46. Look, I'm giving I'm taking the Patriots plus three and a half here, guys. The Patriots have been in town it for might the last be four now. Is it really? Uh my book has four. Shoot, well, I'll take a four then gladly. The Patriots That's my lean, by the way. Patriots okay. Plus four okay. I like lean. that. Look, the Patriots have been in town for the last five days in Miami getting acclimated to the humidity and heat. That should not be a problem at all. Belichick specifically said that he wants to be ready for week one. I mean, it's Mike McDaniel's first game. You have the best pro football coach ever coaching against a coach in his first game. On top of that, Matt Patricia is going to be the offensive coordinator here in New England. All the buzz is this offense looks awful. They don't know what they're doing and whatnot. Look, guys, I like to think that I know a lot about football. Ben likes to think he knows a lot about football. We don't know a tenth about football what Bill Belichick does. Bill Belichick knows what he is doing. There's probably a reason why he's not showing off this full offense. I mean, Bill Belichick getting getting all this negativity going against him, saying the Patriots don't – the roster sucks, this, that, and the other. Bill Belichick, guys, has been the most dominant coach in NFL history for a reason. He knows what the hell he's doing. The Patriots will win this game straight up. I mean, if not, three in the hook is a good spot to get or the four. I mean, the Dolphins have a lot of moving parts and stuff on offense with a new head coach. Give me – and also, the other thing, too, the Dolphins were terrible against the run last year. Anybody could run the ball on them. They're supposed to be improved, but still – Prove it to me. I wouldn't be shocked to see Belichick come out here with the Army game plan again where he runs the ball all over him. Give me the Patriots in this one. That's my last play for the card. Yeah, so like I said, it was one of my leans. Uh, I did not get to the window to it, and I changed the pick. I'm taking under 46 in this game. Okay. I don't see any reason why this can go over. I really don't. I know the Patriots defense maybe isn't great, but I think Tua's in a spot that you have to prove it. Bill Belichick is the greatest coach of all time especially against uh, rookie head coaches. He's unbelievable against them. I know that Mike McDaniel is a very smart guy, but it, Bill Belichick against rookie coaches, he's, I forget the record, but he owns rookie coaches. Yep, rookie um, QBs and coaches. I think the Patriots run the football a lot. I think this is a clock ticking game, and I think it gets pretty ugly. And, and also, this matchup is just like, – you look at years, and you're like, the Dolphins really don't have much of a chance against the, against the Patriots. And then weird stuff happens, especially in Miami. Weird stuff happens for New England. I'm taking under 46 because I don't, I don't know what the Dolphins' offense is going to look like yet. I trust Bill Belichick's defense, and I damn sure don't trust Matt Patricia's offense. Yeah, I mean, let's put it this way. The ugliest bets are the best ones. That's why I think I like this one even more. Ben, you want to talk ugly? Take under 40 in the Iowa-Iowa State game. <laughs> I don't even think I could watch Balls that. Deadass, I would have to turn my phone off and go do something else and then have you, like, give me a halftime update and a full game update. I don't even think I could follow that one. That's just too sweaty. I, I had two more two more leans. I haven't gotten to the window yet with them. Jags mm -hmm. plus two and a half, simply okay. because I don't think I could trust Carson Wentz. Fair. Um, and I don't think they can really run the football as effective as they think they want to run the football. They said that we're going to run the football. I don't think they can run the football, the commander. So – I, I haven't taken that because I don't – I think I want to see what Trevor Lawrence with this new coach looks like, but that was a lean for me. I think it's a good spot for the Jags. And Sunday night football, I'm going to take under. I already took it. Under? Yep. Both of, the, both of these offensive lines are very untrustworthy. Brady 
and having a center who I don't know if he's ever snapped the ball in a, in a game before. Nonetheless, this is going to be a primetime game in Dallas. Uh, I think that's tough. They also are missing another offensive. Uh, one of their right guards, I think, is new or something. And then the Cowboys have a brand-new left tackle and a brand-new right guard. Um, also, yeah, too, I, uh, Chris Godwin didn't practice again, so he probably won't even play. Yeah, I I think both these offenses can put up a lot of points. I just don't think it's going to happen. So I, I think a lot of people like overs, especially on primetime game. I'm going to wait to see if it goes up even more. we got a long time to wait till Sunday uh, night. So I'm probably going to take the under in this game. Yeah, Ben, I think that's a good call. I actually did lock it. What did you get the number at? Um, I got under at 50 and a half, I believe. I think my book says 50 or 50 and a half right now. So that's it for the NFL. Uh, I I only have three plays as of right now, but I, I'm, I'm thinking about adding Panthers money line in the under of Sunday night football. Yeah, I've only taken uh, one other NFL play so far, which is over in Detroit and Philadelphia. I'm not going to get into that one. And then I'm also, though, looking at either the Falcons plus the points or the Cardinals plus the points. I haven't made my mind up yet on either of those. Real quick, though, I did want to talk about a couple college football games real fast Ben, before we get out of here. You lay in the 20 with the tide or what? No, um, I did not personally. I would maybe look back into what's been successful with Alabama in the past. And I think 10 and a half for the first half is probably a little bit better of a bet. Ooh. Um, okay. I, I don't think the over is a bad play, but Same. I, I'm, if Bama's defense just shuts down like completely mm-hmm. with all the talent that they have on offense, that over is not going to be a good play. Cause I don't think Alabama gets it by them basically by themselves. It's a, it's a pretty high over. So I, I didn't take anything. Um, I would feel more comfortable with Alabama minus 20 than Texas plus 20. I will say that. So Nick Saban in the first five weeks of the season with a line of less than 22 and a half, 26 and six against the spread. That's good for 81.2%. I haven't played it yet. I am strongly considering taking the tide here. I mean, let's not forget that Texas was a dumpster fire and dog shit. Um, full game. Let's not forget that Texas, the Texas was dog shit last year. And on top of that, Ben, let's also not forget Nick Saban seems to have it out for these teams that are putting all this money into the NIL and stealing all his recruits. I could see him definitely sticking one to Texas. And Nick Saban dominates his old assistants. Kirby Smart and Jimbo both finally beat him last year, but nobody had really done it before that. I think all those are big factors in here to back the tide, although I haven't done it yet, but I'm feeling pretty confident that I'm going to end up doing that. Um, another game that me and Ben were texting back and forth about Tennessee versus Pittsburgh um, spread on this one, six and a half. Ben, you want to tell us why you were considering taking Pitt in this game? Yeah. So I think people are all on board with Tennessee, the high profile offense, this and that. Uh, it's a revenge game for Tennessee since they played in Nashville in the Titan stadium last year. Pitt won kind of towards uh, the last second, I believe, or the last couple of minutes. I'm not the highest on Ken, uh, Slovis. I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. I'm much more higher on Hendon Hooker. I don't know if Tennessee's that program that you can just like. I think people love Tennessee because of the eye test. I think they their mm-hmm. offense looked good la- at the end of last year. Their offense looked good in Week One. There was a lot of hype for the offseason. The eye test in college football does not always work for me. I think Pitt could really keep this close. Their hope it's in Pitt. And they're almost catching a touchdown. I think it's six and a half. I don't think it's just that easy. I see people left and right just blatantly putting Tennessee this, Tennessee that. 
I am not falling for the eye test with Tennessee. I'm staying off. I think you can also take the over in this game, but I, I just didn't love any pick. So I'm staying off this game, but I'm not falling in love with Tennessee just based on the eye test just yet. Yeah, I agree with you, Ben. I'm also considering taking Pitt and the points in this game. Another factor, I think, in this game is the fact that Pitt is trying to get more to running the ball. They could run the ball and control the clock a little bit more. They also actually have a defense, and Tennessee has no defense, so that definitely goes against them. So those are definitely some food to thought or for thought there with this game. Um, the other game I want to say something about real quick here is BYU is favored over Baylor on the road late night. Um, I'm not betting this game because I can't tell you the amount of times I've lost money betting against BYU at, at that late at night. Also, I mean, I'll probably stay. I'm definitely going to stay up and watch the game. I just don't know if I want to stay They're up until, at home. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I, I just feel like something's up for Baylor to be the underdog in that game. I'm not going to bet it, but the only way I could bet in that game is Baylor. I'm definitely very interested to watch that game. Um, two more real quick here. Number the 20. The over is, is certainly interesting in that game. I can't take any more since Big Cat it's, tweeted it out. <laughs> he's pretty good. He's pretty good on game of the year. No, I know he is. I know he is. I'm just messing around. It's um, probably you think like is he is he he's got a huge following? Is it like saturated the over? That's what like, I think. Has it inflated it? Let's see if the number moved at all. Um, the number did move one and a half points since he tweeted that out. So I, I mean that's that's not a or what, but. Yeah, that's not a crazy move. Um, the other thing I wanted to say real quick, guys, is I am leaning towards taking Kentucky, but I need to make sure. So Rodriguez, their running back, was suspended last week. Um, this game is he's at, playing this week. Yeah, oh, he's been officially team. ruled in? No, no, I, I don't know that. But the way that college football works is your best players mysteriously come back in big games. Facts. Also, too, their defensive captain was suspended last week. So if both those guys are in. I do think Kentucky is live in this game. Teams like Florida that jump in from not being ranked to being ranked are 59% straight up the next week. But even more so, teams that jump over 10 spots in the rankings from not being ranked to being ranked the following week, guys, these teams are are let win less than 60% of the time. So those are two pretty good spots there for Kentucky. I expect this to be a tight game. I think it'll be a field goal game. I think six is way too generous. So those two guys are for sure ruled in. I don't think we'll find that out. So probably like two or 3 PM Saturday, but I could be locking in late on Kentucky. The last one here, Ben, this is an ugly game, but I think that needs to be set on here. My alma mater, Kennesaw state is going to be on the road playing Cincinnati Bearcats up in Cincinnati this weekend. Look, so, I my, so I have multiple friends that played at Kennesaw State. I texted one of them and I said, Hey man, you still been keeping up with the owls? He said, absolutely. Watch the entire first game. We lost to an FCS team. He said that we looked like shit. He said this team sucks, and this is probably the worst team that he's seen in a while. I said, well, what do you think about their chances against Cincinnati this weekend? He said, he said did you watch Georgia and Oregon? And I said, yeah. And he said, said Cincinnati's Georgia and Kennesaw's Oregon. So we're probably going to be on Cincinnati first half and full game when those numbers come out since it's versus an FCS team. Yeah, that's ugly. Um, <laughs> yeah. That is, that's a weird matchup. I know. Cincinnati, that's, that's interesting. Hey, also, too, Kennesaw was good last year. They were ranked in the top 10 in FCS and went pretty deep in the playoffs. And Georgia Tech won three games and beat them by 35-plus. So, there's also something else for you. Kennesaw runs a triple option. I mean, their, their offensive linemen are pretty short, obviously, because it's offensive, because it's a triple option. And, like, you know, short, quick offensive linemen, obviously, for that. Cincinnati's going to bully them in the trenches. I'd be shocked to see Kennesaw score in this game, to be honest. <laughs> ben, anything else from you before we get out of here? No, I think that's all. 
I think that's all. Well, anyway, guys, we appreciate everyone who tuned in once again. If you bet on these games, please play responsibly. Um, we appreciate everyone who tuned in, and we'll talk to you all again soon.